Let's Be Legendary podcast is a member of the Nerd and Tie Podcast Network. For more podcasts ranging from true crime to nerd culture and convention news, please visit nerdandtie.com. Content warnings for this episode include adult language, mature themes, forced imprisonment, implied torture, and forced removal of clothing around the one hour and 24 minute mark. Trust is a hard thing to come by these days when the world is going oh so wrong. I trust my people, my soldiers, my comrades, my friends. Extra, extra, militia spreads to outskirts of district by order of the Lord Mayor. I trust my family, my pack. We're not pack and we're not family. I trust the ones I love. I just don't know if I can trust myself. You can't make that decision for me. This ain't some storybook where we all end up happily ever after. You know I'm the only one you can trust. I know you'll come crawling right back to me. It's just a matter of time. It's your responsibility to defend what is yours. Stand tall and do not waver. This is the Feywild West. This is my realm, my responsibility. This is our pack, our family. Let's be legendary. She leads you back down to the platform where the mechanism is waiting for you again. And it takes you down. I'm better going down. Yeah. But I'm still, like, gripping the... Oh, yeah. I'm holding Yorenzo all the way down. Get to the bottom. You know your way out from here. Yes. Thank you. Thank you so much. She nods and says a goodbye. And heads off. Bids a farewell. Bids a farewell. And... Heads off deeper into the garden, off towards one of the spire structures. And I lift my arm out for you. Mm-hmm. And we head back to the inn. Mm-hmm. And even when we get into the room, mm-hmm. I look over at you. Can you open a door to your room, please? Of course. I open a door. On the best window. Okay. Do the pale shadows. Okay. You go in. I was actually going to do that anyway. Like, do you need to, like, get out of here? You open the door to your realm. The moment we step in, I just immediately shift into a wolf and start howling. It's better than screaming. I hope. I mean, I don't think my citizens would care either way, so... <laughs> They're getting some type of noise, yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. They can they can deal with it. I'll walk over to you and put my hand on your back. Are you a big wolf or a, a little... Are you big, big wolf or little, big wolf? Little, big wolf. Okay. I'll put my hand on your back. It's going to be okay. No. He was there. I know. No one did. I should have known, though. Like... 
I've been told I'm the last. Do you think somewhere in my bones I would have known that? I'm shaking my head. How are you supposed to know? I don't know. Just... I walk around to your front and I just don't you. You're about my idea when you're a little big wolf. Okay. She's in wolf form, so she can't cry, which, you know, she probably did on purpose, but the sounds she's making are very distressed sounds. She doesn't need to be able to cry. She's she's doing perfectly fine without it. I'm just running my hand on your back. It takes her a while before she finally calms down. I just let her have it out, make whatever horrible sobbing wolf noises she needs to make or drool on me or what, whatever she needs to do. I just, I just hold her. As best I can as she's a big doggo. It takes her a bit, but she eventually takes a few deep breaths and shifts back. We should probably figure out what we're gonna do next. Yes, we need a plan. We should probably tell the kids something big is gonna happen. Yeah, I think that'd be smart. A good, fast, smart step. Especially if we're bringing in a bunch of creatures. Yeah. Though honestly, I think they'd just be like, hmm. <laughs> you know, mom's, mom and mama are being strange again. Probably, but. but we should warn them. That would be that would be polite at least. Uh, yeah. Celine, it's about this time that the potion wears off. Oh, thanks the gods. I missed my wings. I wrap my, wrap my wings around myself and I'm just petting my own, my own self like, oh, I missed you, I missed you. You want to stay here in the farewell to figure out what to do? I just think we should go tell the kids now. No, let's go. Let's go tell the kids now and figure it out. I, I that, that, that was really stupid. Do you want to stay here and plan or do you want to go tell the kids like we just decided we need to do? <laughs> No, I know what you meant, I, but I need to be doing something. Yeah. We need to, I need to feel like we're doing things if you would. <sighs> All right. And I, there's a tree nearby, I'm assuming. Oh, yeah. I didn't. Did I close the door? I don't remember closing the door. You, you didn't? Yeah. You wanted to set the house up in the inn? Yeah. Okay. So I'll go back outside, set the door up, and okay. go back into the house. You get back into the house to find uh, quite a few people in the living room. So, were you going to ask if there was a party that you didn't know about? Because that's what I was about to That was exactly what I was just going Yeah, wow. It's like we're married. <laughs> you walk in on James explaining what's going on to Ernest, Talden, Nikki, Raven, and Rivari. Oh? Right, so they should be back now. Okay, hey. Little voice in his ear says, "There's a party I don't know about." I figured y'all could use some help. Do we look that bad? Well, you might. Thank you. You both look rather terrible. <gasps> so he looks offended. <laughs> I do not. Are the kids anywhere? Oh yeah, they uh, <laughs> they aren't in the room directly, but you can immediately tell that they are just listening from the kitchen. Did you hear what she said? She said I look terrible. Kids, come on out. They both come on out. Not like 
sheepish or anything no, at all. No, no shame. Like, no they shame. were ready. They were, they were ready. Just, we Waiting just gotta wait. to be summoned. Yep. Well, thank you all for coming. Rivari, this is probably the first time you've been in here. It's quite nice. I overheard James talking to Ernest and Talden and thought that my services might come in handy. Oh, well, I, I, I appreciate it. Celine's giving you a smile like, okay, I forgive you for saying lies about how I look terrible. I knew I kept you around for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> Talia is smiling very wide before she kind of dissolves into tears. Oh again. no, oh no. Do we need to take you back to the Feywild so you no, can never cry? I don't need to. It's a turn to everyone. Uh, she's fine, she's fine. She's just, she's just, just, just let Jareth, Jareth and Adrian come over to you, Talia, and both give you hugs. Oh, that doesn't help. But I hug them back. Thank you. <laughs> Damn kids. <laughs> As they're hugging you, Jareth pulls away just a little bit to say, we heard everything, and we really want to help, too. I feel like it's my motherly duty to tell you no, but also we kind of need all the help we can get to. Also, oh, look at that face. Yeah, yeah, it's so, so cute. <laughs> I was trying to come up with some insult, like it's so pitiful, it's so funny looking, but no, it's just... <sighs> all right. Okay, all right, all right. So what would you find out? Um, between the two of us, we give kind of a rundown of everything that happened and all the creatures that we encountered and basically said we're going to get out. I saw the selfies that I took with them. Some of them are uh, more excited and some of them are... It doesn't look like me. It's me with the potion. But, yep. <laughs> but there are some that I look kind of excited and some that I look like... Mm. <laughs> but yeah, I talk about who we found. I mentioned... Getting there was an interesting process. I hate those lifts. It wasn't so bad. The obsidian door was interesting. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that and all of the everything else. Yeah, the, between the mermaids and the beholder and... The werewolf. Yeah. Um. And the Cambodian? The what? Cambian. That's the one. <laughs> the devil. Yeah, the devil. They have the devil. Okay. Um, both Ernest. He's a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Ernest, uh, but specifically Talden, has gone a bit pale just at this description of creatures. And when you mention Brian. <laughs> oh, we love Brian. <laughs> Uh, at the description of the illithid, they start rooting around in their bag of holding for several books. Oh, okay. We're, they're in research mode then. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. Uh, Rivari's also making some notes. At the description of the door, though, Raven speaks up. Hey, yeah, that, um, that sounds like it might be a little difficult to get through. Yeah, I don't know how that worked. It was just there one moment. And then gone the next. Then she used something on it, and then it's and then it was gone, like just <laughs> this vanished. Is, this is I mean, I'm sure Raven can figure it out, but it's like yeah. So it was there, and then it was gone, and the lady used something on it. Well, it, yeah. I mean, I don't know how else, else to describe it. No, no, no. It. There's no other, there's no better way to describe it. It's just like <laughs> okay. So it was there one moment, and then it wasn't, and the lady used something on it. What do you think? <laughs> and then it reappeared when we came back. Okay. Raven looks at Nikki. Um, that's 
That sounds 1,000% magical. You have any idea? Nikki is, like, scribbling down some notes. Okay, so you said she used something. Was What What did it look like? Uh, it looked like this. And I pull out the medallion that we stole from that one guy. That we... Yeah, it actually looked exactly like this. She takes it and rummages around in her bag of holding. Everybody here has Everybody's a bag of holding. Everybody's got a bag of holding. But she takes out her identification goggle set Mm -hmm. and starts taking a look at it. Okay, okay. Very intricate layered enchantments. And she, like, holds it up and points at something that you totally can't see because you're not wearing the magical goggle headset. Right. You can see here that this medallion is made by thousands of layers of foiled gold stacked and pressing into each other. And each layer, each foiled layer has an inset of runes in it that's a different magical spell. Can we see that, Nikki? No. Okay, then. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, yeah, I see. I see exactly what you're talking about. Babe, babe, they can't see that. What does it do? Yeah, yeah, I can see. Can't you see it, Raven? I can see it perfectly. Keep going, Nikki. Oh, well, they should open the door. Oh, excellent. After Nikki hands back the medallion, James speaks up again. All right, so I've laid the majority of the plan out. Just let's go over this again. So I'm going to take a potion to disguise myself and then take Celine in for the bounty at the Glass Palace. The reward, I believe, is like an apartment or a flat there. So I'm going to wait until right before midnight and then sneak back into the zoo, put the doorknob on the wall, and then start sending people through. That is the relative plan. There's something about chopping my tail off at one point and sticking Celine's ring in her side, you know normal things. Honestly, not any weirder than anything else we do. I know, but it's a little macabre for us. Oh, macabre is my bread and butter. Actually, I don't know why I'm saying that. I chopped people's heads off at one point. Yeah, remember the red tree gang? Yeah, but that, was me. that wasn't me. Oh, no. That's that not was... my tail. Oh, is that what this is about? Your tail? Anyway, does that sound like a good plan? No, but it sounds like <laughs> the best one we can do. Oh my gosh. <laughs> this there are so many ways for this to go wrong. Uh-huh. There are so many absolutely terrifying ways for this to to go absolutely fucking sideways. Uh-huh. Celine's nodding. Mm-hmm. Relax, it's going to be fun. From a corner where you could have sworn nobody was, you hear Delilah speak up. One of the biggest things that can go wrong is your mind, specifically both of your minds. Delilah uh, steps forward from the corner. Lula Terran. Sorry, I did not know you were here. Neither did I. Talia gets a look at James like, the fuck did you just say? She holds out two metal capsules, both inscribed with spell glyphs. They're about half an inch long each. What are these? Initially, I was going to get these as rings, but then you're going to be searched. So, this is the next best thing. These are... Rolls her eyes like she can't believe she's about to say this. 
Pills of Cloud Mind. Pills of Cloud Mind. What does Cloud Mind do? The Twelve are all powerfully magical and powerfully psychic. They're going to be able to at least peer into your surface thoughts almost at will. So wouldn't they be able to tell something's fishy going on? The spell is meant as a redirect. It just makes your brain sound like a jumble of thoughts and doesn't let them pick up on anything solid, which apparently isn't too unusual for a psychic unless they're trying to dig deeper. This won't protect you if they actually try to dig deeper. Okay, so what do we do with them? Swallow them. Are these iron or silver? Brass. Better spell conduit. When should we swallow these? Before tying her up. Okay. Okay. Technically, just holding them also works, but you're going to be searched. Does these dissolve? No. No, they'll probably come out the... I really appreciate this, but why? I have my own reasons. Which I assume you don't want to share. I don't want you dead. Comforting and slightly foreboding. She doesn't smile, but you can tell there's like a little bit of a smirk in there. <laughs> Ernest and Talden have been like furiously going through books, placing markers and taking notes. Mm hmm. We have some concerns about some of the creatures you mentioned. Yeah, me too. What you got? <laughs> uh, Talden stands up and brings over the book that they have. You mentioned a Medusa. Yes. The nice tall lady with the snakes for hair. Right. You said she was wearing a visor. Correct. I understand it's an element of her captivity, but if you... You should politely ask her to keep that visor on as any direct eye contact, intentional or accidental, will render you to stone. Like, ah. like complete stone? Yes. Oh shit. Almost instantaneously. Okay. Hmm. Good to know. That wasn't in the plaque next to her. Or maybe it was, I just didn't read it. Yeah, I didn't read it either. Okay. It most definitely was. <laughs> Not fucking reading shit. I mean, I suppose we'll just have to make that a condition of our release. I mean, I uh, it's either that or don't be let go. I don't know why she would disagree. Especially if, you know, we're the ones rescuing her and we're taking her into our place. I mean, that's a lot. There was a rock, too. We I, That the, thing is way too big to actually come in, right? Yes. Um, We could possibly try to shrink it. I don't think he'd appreciate that. Yes, there's also the issue of rocks being fairly naturally magical creatures. They are they can be resistant to such spells. Can we just let him go? What sort of environment does he live in? They usually live in high mountains, cliff sides. If we just let him free, do you think he could find somewhere to live easily enough? I just don't want to set him free and then have him die in the desert. Um if he's been fed um, there might be some muscle atrophy from his confinement but there are several mountain ranges to the south we can take that chance yeah 
Better than keeping him in a menagerie and better than trying to subject him to whatever else we would come up with to try and contain him. Yeah, that, that, that totally makes sense. Yeah, we'll just let him go. Big bird like that, that could be a pretty good distraction too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, those wings? That could cause some chaos. Ernest speaks up. I don't need to tell either of you to not make any deals with the devil, right? Celine? Ooh, the pregnant pause. <laughs> she gives a very lemon smile, like the sort of smile that you would give if you had just eaten a lemon. No, we don't need to be told that. Talia looks down in shame. No, no, we don't. I pat your arm like, it's okay. <laughs> we learned. We learned collectively. <laughs> Ernest speaks back up. Now, the illicit. The what? Brian? Brian! I didn't meet him. Yeah, he's great. Right. Well, aside from the name, illicit, historically, are creatures from deep below the earth in a place called the Underdark, miles and miles below the surface. They feed on brains. Brains? What? They feed on brains of sentient creatures, so they are considered rather dangerous. Well, this one is named Brian, so he can't be that dangerous. I mean, not no offense to anyone named Brian, but it's not the most threatening of names. This is why you let Talia talk to strangers, isn't it? I smile. Nevertheless, they are highly intelligent and very psychically powerful. Got it. So be careful of that one. And the um, beholder. The head. The, the head, the floating head. It was so polite. <laughs> it was so sweet. Said, no. such, said such nice things to us. It did not. No, he had nothing good to say. <laughs> Another creature, uh, well, I guess they aren't from the Underdark, but they have been known to inhabit that space. No one is entirely sure where they actually come from, but it is said that all of their eye stalks have different magical properties, uh, being able to cast various spells, disintegration beams, lightning, Hypnotizing, charming. The one we saw, all of their stalks were chopped off. They were just... Stumps. Stumps. She makes like a snipping motion. Well, I'm sure that was extremely painful for this particular beholder. I am slightly relieved to hear that. Yeah. I make a face, though, like, it's not good, but I'll take it, I guess. Mixed feelings, yeah. Yeah, good for (laughs) us, not good for him. Which means all we have to deal with is the central eye. Yeah, that had a big plate over it. The gaze of that central eye projects an anti-magic field. That might be useful. Unless he still wants to crunch our bones. (laughs) Well, regardless, please be careful. Beholders are very rare, but from all accounts we have, they are dangerously unpredictable. Great. Maybe that means he'll be in a better mood when we break in. Maybe. Maybe he'll be more polite. But that does mean he can't come in the house. Uh, mm, Yeah. 
Yeah. Also, anti-magic field in a magic house in the middle of the astral plane. We yeah. would all die. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, Mr. Floating Eyeball Man. It's not your day. But still, I think it could be useful. Not letting him into the house, just in general. Yeah. We'll keep that in our back pocket. Yeah. Unless he wants to be a tit. And he's shaped like... <laughs> Rivari stands up, but without looking up from her notes. The mermaids. They're going to need a potion to help them adjust for the move. And you know anyone that can make potions? Yes. Hmm. Also, would it be all right if I brought my partner? Your partner? She is a mermaid as well. It has been so long since she's seen any of her own kin. Oh. oh. Yes, of course. Of course. We got to find a way to get them from the front all the way to the pool. Might have to rearrange some things. Yeah, after everyone leaves, I'll, I'll do that. If the kids don't mind stepping out for a few minutes. Uh, speaking of the kids, Jareth pipes up again. What can we do? Well, turn to Ernest. Do you have a few scrolls of speak with animals? Yes, I think so. Good, because we are going to need some way to take care of all of the creatures coming in. And so I turn to Adrian and Jerez. Your job is to make sure those animals can find a place to stay until we can get them all home. Okay, we can do that. And Connor is going to need a few friendly faces as well when he gets here. Right. Is that the is that the lichen you guys found? Celine nods. Okay. Look, guys, I know, I know you want to help. And 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 we are endlessly grateful. But both of you need to promise me that you are going to be with one of these guys at all times. Okay. Uh, why? There's a lot of unknowns. And the last time that we brought someone in, we didn't know. I- I'm never going to forgive myself for it. I want both of you to help. And she takes Jareth's face. But I need you both to stay safe while we do it. Okay. Yeah, okay. Jareth hugs you. It's going to be okay, Mom. <laughs> and Adrian also comes up and gives you a hug. We got good kids. Yeah. While you are explaining this to Jarvis, I have gone to the kitchen and come back out with a cleaver. Oh. And I'm giving you this apologetic look, like, okay, shift. <laughs> Tell his face instantly pales. Like, mm-hmm. look. The sooner we do this, the sooner it'll be over for everyone. Kids, go upstairs now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Little bastards are probably going to hang out on the staircase. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. They do. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I would. Oh, my God. Okay. The sooner we do this, the sooner I can cast regeneration on you, and the sooner you will have your tail back. Maybe it will even be bigger and fluffier. I got nothing. This is not going to be fun. No. I'm sorry. All right, I go outside. I shift into a wolf. Normal, normal wolf or big wolf? Probably no. normal wolf would be normal better. Normal wolf. Okay. But that tail is right between her legs. Like, it ain't fucking moving. Sweetie, that's not that... 
she tries. I'm sorry. I really am. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. She tries to lay down. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Can <laughs> hey? Can I get some help out here? Can somebody like scratch your face or something? James, James comes out. Okay. Yeah. It's all right. It'll be fine. Okay, I was kind of, She's got her face, like, buried in your arm. Yeah. This is like a dog going to the vet. Yeah. Okay. She's very upset. Okay. But she sticks her tail out. I've, yeah, pull her tail out from between her legs. Okay. Are you ready? On the count of three. One, two, and then I chop. And immediately cast regeneration. The howl, she huskies don't like ain't got nothing on Talia's yeah. yowling. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Oh, and really, you 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 know you know what's worse than the the tail being chopped off is all of those nerve endings regrowing. Yep, James. <laughs> James, I'm very sorry about your shirt. Um, she's chewing on it. Yeah, no, <laughs> just, he's, he's got it. He's just like patting you and petting you. It's just like, it's okay. It's okay. As soon as she's given the all clear for her. I like, think I think you're good. I think you're good. I think it's, I think it's. Yeah, she immediately mm-hmm. like shifts back and she's still in James's crook of his arm. He's just patting your back now. That was traumatizing. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but it, 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 I, I got nothing else. It, it, it had to be either your tail or your paw or your ear or, and I can't think of anything that would be better or worse. Maybe next time if we need to chop off a limb, let's do my paw. That would be way less traumatizing, I think. Well, you should have said something. Too late now. Yeah, uh, and normally I would be like, oh, you want to do it again, but I'm not feeling in a... Anyway. All right, where do you want your ring? I get up and pat James, like, thank you very much. <laughs> also cast, cast prestigitation to clean him up of all the wolf tears. <laughs> also wolf snot. I can't do anything about your shirt, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, I don't well. know mending, sorry. <laughs> I'm going to have to, like, actually find a tailor. I'll just throw it away. Okay, where do you want... The, since you don't want to swallow the ring. Ew, no. Where do you want it put? Um, I think I'm going to make, uh, take out my bone dagger, make a little incision in my thigh. Okay. Uh, just, I'm, I'm trying to think of where I have the most body fat. Yeah, you, you've, and, you've and got some good I've got, I've got the thunder size, so I'm going to make, like, make a little incision. Most of wincing, like, I'm sure this doesn't hurt as much as Chopping your tail off, but it doesn't feel great. Ow, 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 ow. Uh, it's also, you also got a lot of, you know, room in your butt. Like, not in the butt, but like on the butt. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of surface area on the butt. Sorry. <laughs> I broke Celine. I'm not putting this thing in my butt in either sense of the word. In either sense of the phrase. Anyway. As you say that, I look at you, like I'm holding my my the side of my leg, and it's like bleeding pretty bad because. All right, put it in. Yeah, I did. I cast cure wounds on it. Okay. So it heals over, but the ring is in there. Mm-hmm. Ow. All right. Well, I'm traumatized. Oh, you can feel it in there. Feels this? No. I feel it. 
It's weird, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of weird. Go away. <laughs> Go away. All right. Not to kick all of you out, because I do enjoy all of your company. And we so appreciate all of your albuses. Yeah, I don't... I don't know how to thank all of you. I do. Money. Oh, does anybody need money? The only one that raises their hand or whatever is Ravari. The potions for the mermaids are... I would like to provide them for free, but they are rather costly to produce. Of course. Oh, no, no, no. Don't even worry about it. How much she needs. What about you, Ernest? I know that I'm buying some scrolls from you. Don't worry about those. Yeah, sure. Okay. (laughs) So we're going to sneak him money later. Yeah, I'm going to stick dollar bills in his bra. (laughs) (laughs) Not very sneaky. (laughs) No, but I'm not trying to be sneaky. I'm trying to get the point across. (laughs) So we hand over however much Ravari needs. Mm Mm-hmm. Also, the dryad that's on the outside of the palace. Mm-hmm. We should spend a few hours tonight, like around midnight, to see what the patrols are like in case we needed to go sneaking around. I don't know how much we're going to see not in the gate, but it's worth a shot. I could also send Cortez up. Yeah, that might be a good idea, just to just to get an idea. Right. But for now, uh, Adrian, Jareth, I can see you. Come down here. Do you enjoy the show? No. Yeah, I didn't think you did. Nobody did. Follow follow Ernest and Talden for a little bit and give us 10 minutes before you come back in, all right? Okay. Adrian goes and grabs socks. Thank you. Um, I'm going to go grab the horses because I'm going to bring them into the Feywild. Sure. sure. We thank everybody. Talia gives James a hug and he she whispers in his ear, please don't tell anybody that I drooled on your shirt. Right. Who's he going to tell that didn't witness it themselves? I don't know. But if he could not tell Sarah, anyone, he that tell have, Sarah. That would he'd be a pal. Won't mention it ever. Thank, hey, you. thank you. I'll see you tomorrow night. Thank you. Once everybody has gotten kicked out, including Delilah, which was weird, but helpful. Yeah, she left at some point. You didn't even see her go. Okay. But I'm Irish sorry. goodbye. I'm gonna <laughs> that she's actually gone and she's not like hiding somewhere. Yeah, this is gonna be way weird. <laughs> well, we'll know, if, we'll know if she's still in there because nothing, none of the changes will take. That's true. Okay. Or uh, she'll just disappear into the astral plane. And then she won't be a problem anymore. <laughs> Stop it! Anyway, so uh, we bring the horses into the Feywild. You don't, do you need to make checks to go into the Feywild? No. No, it's just going out. Okay, so I, I open his door to the Humble Pale Shadows and let the horses in. Okay. And I say, very loudly, so all the spiders and everything else can hear me, if these horses are out in any way, armed in any way, or frightened in any way, with malicious intent, whichever creature frightens them, hurts them, or arms them in any way, is subject to the justice of the Iron Reaper, and she will make it slow and painful. Got it? I hold up my claws for effect. Elliot, when you do that, your claws... Sheath and iron. Oh. I, I like. I like. Touch no, I just want. I just like the like the nut shop pal. Is that iron? Yeah, that's Ooh, iron. That's iron. <laughs> Neat. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm okay. <laughs> just kidding. It's hit me in my giggle dick. <laughs> All right, so. The house is getting a larger, deeper pool with caves for the mermaids. 
something like that. I don't know. I don't know how underwater cave systems work, so I kind of tell the house whatever mermaids need. Make me a mermaid pool. Yeah, something like that. But also include a river that runs near the door. The little bridge over it, preferably, so we can get across it. So they can travel to the pool. And then um, one extra bedroom in the house for Connor. Once that's done, we head back to check to make sure everything's okay in the house. And then we head back to the inn room. It's dark. It's probably somewhere past 10 o'clock at night at this point. And there are three small individuals in your room. Selvins, can I get like a cup of coffee? <laughs> Thank you. It's better to have a prop while watching. Small individuals such as? Yeah, what do they look like? Well, when you catch them in the moonlight, it is three children. Two of them with dark brown hair. The third looks to be a halfling with bright red hair. And they're just, like, searching through stuff. The halfling says to one of the others, Guys, come on, there's nothing here. Nobody is staying in this room. I raise an eyebrow. One of the uh, other kids is just like, Shut up! I saw them come in. Yeah, I know, and there's still nobody here. Where are they? In the room? In relation to where I set up the doorknob? You set the doorknob up by the window. They are currently searching under the bed and in the closet for stuff. So can we say the doorknob is like behind like a curtain? Yeah, sure. Okay. Here's what I'm going to do. I open the door and close it just enough to make a sound. What's that? They all three freeze, looking around. I do it again. You open the door and close it. To make another sound. To make it clear where it is in the room. Something outside. It's just something outside. I Keep op- looking. I open the door just to crack, and in one of the, the closest one, one of the kids, not outside. Guys, someone's here! And they immediately start moving towards the window. Here's what I do. So they're coming towards me. Uh huh. I want to reach out and grab one of them and pull them in. Like one of the kids. Uh, make a grapple check. What is grapple? So. I guess guidance on myself. Okay. Be athletics. How do you feel about acrobatics? Grapple checks are always athletics. 17. Cool. They rolled a two. <laughs> so you immediately catch one of the two humans and pull them into the door and. Slam the door behind me. Okay. She screams. <laughs> So you just hear a child screaming. Oh yeah, I flip out. I'm like, I am like down, like running down the stairs. Yeah. Let me go, let me go. Bonsoir. I'm holding them up by the back of the... What the hell's going on? Look what I found. Why do you have a kid? Let me go, let me go. Shut up. Why do you have a kid? This kid was in our room. No. No? Where? That wasn't a room you were just in? Where am I? You smell like the room. She does smell like the room. Well, and I get like really close. How does the room have a smell? What were you doing in the room, kid? Make an intimidation check really quick. My intimidation is kind of crazy, so yeah. You really just have to kind of show up to be intimidated. I really do. In 15 plus eight. <laughs> <laughs> to their two, to her two. We saw some rich people buying stuff in the market and we, we thought this was their room. But you weren't the two that we watched go in. 
What? I say in Nightspeak, give the kids some money and let them go. Tell them to keep their trap shut. All right, here's the thing, kid. You and your friend and whoever you else, you didn't see shit, okay? Okay. Okay. I interrupt this kid. Mm-hmm. And I'll under red gold. You never saw us, this place, or some people shopping in the markets that rented this room. Got it? Right. Yeah. Now get out there and do some crime. <laughs> yeah, I open the door. Go on. Be gay. Do crime. She steps out the door into the room. And then we shut it, the door really quick. <laughs> She's just standing there. She's just in standing. An empty room She's with a hundred gold. Yeah. She is standing there with more gold than she has ever imagined. <laughs> And she just bolts for the window <laughs> and clambers out. <laughs> Nicely done. Thank you. That was slick. How'd you grab him? I say in a voice and yell says, how do you sink? Very nice. So I'm going to park myself in front of the window. We don't have any lights on in the room, so I'm not mm-hmm. trying to draw attention to us. But I'm going to park myself in front of the window and... I'm going to watch the courtyard that leads to the palace. I just want to see if I can pick up on any paths the gods are using. I don't know if I'll be able to see much because, again, there's that gate there. But, I mean, yeah. fuck, I'm too, I'm too restless anyway, so. I join you, but I'm going to sit on the floor in case someone looks up and sees a stunningly beautiful creature with wings before tomorrow. <laughs> Can't have that. No, it would ruin my big entrance. <laughs> Are you okay, Talia? No. Not really. But it'll be fine. It'll... It'll be fine. We'll get them out. Selene nods. Tell me about Connor and... Matthias? (laughs) My uncle. It wasn't actually his real name. Um, It was Matthias. Hmm. But accents being what they were, somebody misspoke and said Matthias which is close enough. And he got a little pissy and then everybody just started calling him that as a joke. And at one point he gave up. I mean, he went by Matt or Maddie anyway, so it didn't really matter, but Connor was, um, he was six months old when the attack happened. It's been 19 years, so he's got to be at least not much older. I wouldn't even have known that Matthias got out with Connor because I never went back until decay had set in. So I wouldn't have been able to recognize anybody anyway. Honestly, probably for the better. Not that you didn't know that Matthias had gotten out, but never mind. Whole thing's fucked up. Yeah, it is. And now you have to go in there. I know you said it's going to be fine, and I don't doubt your abilities, but there's so many ways that this can go wrong, and it's not just you, it's... Hey, I'm not afraid. I'm never afraid. I take out my cards, and I draw three. Five of Pentacles, Isolation and Insecurity. Five of Cups, Bereavement, Mourning, and the Ten of Swords, Ruin. Dude. <laughs> uh, so that's a, that's a little on the nose, but not exactly for this situation. 
I get the feeling from somewhere that these were not for this situation, so... Oh, it spit one out. Six of Wands. Victory. Okay, that, that, that's a little bit better. Dad seems to think that everything is going to go smoothly and there's not going to be a single hiccup. Who am I to argue with Dad? Talia, while you're watching the patrols outside, give me a perception check. Twelve. Okay. You take note of the guard patrols outside in the courtyard, but it's hard to see past the gate. The lattice work is just too narrow to really get a good look through, unfortunately. Can I send Cortez up? Or would he be too noticeable? A white bird. A white crow in the middle of the desert. Nah. Yeah, okay. Maybe. Be a, it would be a risk. Uh, yeah. All right, well, I think we should just get some sleep. It's going to be a very, very long day tomorrow. Yeah, it's going to be fun. <laughs> you keep saying that word. I don't think it means what you think it means. I think it means exactly what I think it means. And I think I am correct in... Yeah, it's going to be fun. I stand by my statement. All right, we go back inside the house and make sure the kids went to sleep and go to bed. Yes, so go back in over the newly formed bridge and river. Uh, You do have to send the kids to bed as they are goggling over the new pool. Oh, it it lives here now. You can see it tomorrow. Honestly, that's that's a remarkable amount of restraint on their part. I thought they would be in the pool. (laughs) I was fully prepared to fish them out. All right, let's get some sleep. Yeah. Okay. Celine. No! No, 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 no. God, it's not me. Oh, hey, hey, hey. Mm. <laughs> The night is still young. I'm sorry. But no, 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 no. I refuse. Okay, what is it? Uh, you wake up sometime in the middle of the night. The artificial sky outside is very dark, but there's enough light for you to see the bedroom door and it takes a second but you recognize that a sound woke you and then it repeats a knock on the door it's not an aggressive banging but it was loud enough to wake you did it wake up talia uh no she's sound asleep i assume it's one of my children so i call out it's open the door doesn't open, but the knocking repeats. Okay, I get out of bed and go and open the door. As you get up and walk towards the door, there's this sense of space shifting and moving. The door doesn't seem to get closer and the room just extends as you walk it. The knocking, again, not, it's not a banging, not aggressive, but the sound of the knock echoes and reverberates as if in a massive chamber. However, this does not seem strange to you as you continue forward. The room begins to melt away shadow and darkness enveloping the walls, the windows, the floor, until all that's left is the door with a crow's skull 
framed in the center. The knock repeats. Crows can be heard in the distance calling to you as you move through the darkness. And as you get closer, the sound of the knock warps. And it's not a knock, it's a heartbeat. There is a presence on the other side of the door. You can't discern anything about who it could be, but there is someone on the other side. The side that leads to where the dead rest. You instantly are reminded of the moments in the desert when the same door appeared before you with the little girl just inside. The one that I resurrected? Yeah. Your steps slow as you finally approach the door and there is someone waiting for you on the other side, just like that little girl. What do you do? Put my hand against the door. There's a slight shifting in in the wood of the door as you feel pressure from the other side as someone mirrors your movement. Can I open the door? If you try to, um, it is locked. Opposite hand, I'm feeling for that cold spot on my chest and I'm going to try to pull out my key. You can feel it there, however you feel unable to pull it. The, the effort reaching for it overwhelms you. And it's not materializing. It's going to take a greater effort and need something more. Than when I resurrected that little girl? Yeah. So I got one free one? Essentially, yes. Uh, you can feel whoever it is on the other side waiting. Hello? Can you hear me? There is no response from the other side. Suddenly, though, there is a shift below your feet and a jolt in the door, a movement that immediately throws your mind back to the passenger car door of a train as a whistle sounds off in the distance and you wake up. What time is it? Uh, it's morning. Talia's already gotten up. I sit up in bed and feel at my chest. Can I feel the cold spot? Yeah, it's still there. Okay. I try to put that out of my mind because we have to, I have to focus today. We have things to do today. But as I go downstairs to join Talia, I stop and look at the mantle where the skull is. And I just stare at it. You okay? I rub my chest. Strange dreams. I follow her line of sight to what she's looking at. Of him? Maybe. Possibly. Not sure? I don't know. 
can't think about that right now. We gotta think about it sometime. <laughs> oh, that look. I'll have you know that I spent the first three seasons of this podcast not thinking about things, and I will bring it right back to that. <sighs> you don't have to talk about it if you don't want to. No, it's not that. I just... I don't want to talk about it, but I'm... I'm not even sure if he would want to come back. So you have been considering it? It's been on my mind. Have you asked? No. No, I'm... That's the thing, I'm... I'm afraid to ask. I don't blame you. Considering everything, but... At some point you're gonna have to make a decision. Ask, or let him be. I know. I know. I know you know. But I, I mean it, I can't think about that right now. We've got way too much to do today, and way too much to focus on today, and... Uh... <sighs> and that's the last thing you want to be thinking about. Yes, actually! Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Here's some food. Eat. Okay. Then let's get going. Yes. So... What do you do to prepare? I go through my wardrobe. Mm-hmm. Because this is important, right? And oh, shut up. I find one of my dresses that is like... I want One of the that I can pat with, because I'm, you know, whatever. They're going to put me in some fashionable wrappings like Lilu. But one that is kind of off the shoulder, so you, my wings can poke through. Mm-hmm. I let my hair down. Okay, I have my ring that's in my in my, in my side. Yes, your ring is in your side. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, my tail, I actually, uh, I take my tail mm-hmm. and I dip a little bit of it at the end in purple worm acid. Right. A little bit. It eats away a good bit of the tail. Yeah, but I yeah. you know, shake it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Get it off. Okay. All right, I'm leaving all of our stuff in the house. Her armor, our weapons, the bag of holding, all of it. Yeah. And I'm actually attaching the doorknob to like a part of my belt so it looks like a decoration. Mm, smart. And I look down, I take off my holy symbol, and give it to you. And hold it in your hand for a second. I'll keep it safe. I take out my cards. And I put that also in the bag of holding. I have to leave you for a bit. What wisdom would you give me? One last bit of wisdom before we do this. Encouragement or an intuitive nudge in the right direction. Six of wands again. Self-confidence and victory. I take off my holy symbols on my ear, around my neck, and my claw. And I place those also in the bag of holding. Should I be, like, dirty or something? Maybe when you get out, dirt yourself up. I was thinking maybe you should hit me. What? Well, you know, so I look like I, you know, got bloodied up. No! Okay, okay, it was just a suggestion. Keep your shirt on. I'm not... Ever. No. <laughs> okay. They did say unspoiled. Exactly. Okay. But definitely look dirty. Like, when you get on the gr- Like, when you get out there, like, find some dirt or something. Or find some dust. And just make yourself dusty. Okay. So, the way we have to do this... I have to open a door to the realm of pale shadows. Yes, and then we have to reopen a door right outside Kalkanar. 
so we have to I have to be walking yes. you into the city. Yes. So when you open the door to Kalkanab right before I'll bind your hands. Oh, do we have I have rope. You have rope. Okay. They don't know you can get out of that. Yeah. It looks more low tech. I will look very um uh re- resigned and sad and but still beautiful. <laughs> As you played Miss Ruins as well. Right. Well. Oh, you kn- you know that she's just gonna like ham this. this up. She's gonna ham this up. Yep. Well, let's get the doorknob first. Okay. So okay. you you head back into the in room, mm-hmm. and then you head into your realm. Mm-hmm. Checking my bunnies. <laughs> They're doing fine. Okay. <laughs> Continuing practicing war. Okay. So, crack open a door to right outside Calcana. Okay. Uh, make your rolls. Yes. Yes. Okay. Thirteen plus. It's 12, right, is yep. the check? Okay, yep. so yeah. And con save. And 15, 16. Okay, yeah, okay. you're fine. Okay, so when you crack open the door and I open it a little bit, I take my potion. Mm-hmm. What do I look like? Uh, you transform into a male. Okay. You put on about another inch of height. Okay. And about 30 more pounds. Of, <laughs> of muscle? No. <laughs> I was actually kind of hoping I'd be fat. <laughs> like, <laughs> just to sell this. Not fat, but like a little bit more porky. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're definitely a little more portly. Got a, got a little bit of gut going on. Yeah, okay, but, I can sell this. Yeah. I love handles. Very nice. Nice indeed. <laughs> I like, I like, I like wiggling. I know, I'm like, <laughs> are you ticklish? Are you ticklish? Yes, you know I'm ticklish. Stop are it. You, are you extra ticklish? Yes, now? stop it. Okay, so our story is... Mm-hmm. I, a loyal follower of the Twelve, heard rumors about the angel and the wolf that were in the old city. So I tracked them as they went out into the desert, and I found the angel out cold and the remains of the wolf. Wouldn't it be better to say that you killed the wolf? No one is going to believe that. Well, no, but if you're trying to get that reward, you're going to tell them that you killed the wolf. Okay, so I lie about killing the wolf? Lie in scare quotes. To cover up the lie that I'm lying about everything else. <laughs> They'll know you're lying, but the deception lies in what you're lying about. Perfect. We'll go with that. Yeah. See? Brilliant. And of course, you know, I had no, I have no defenses of my own. Or if you did, it didn't matter because I tied you up. No, I have no defenses of my own. No, I wouldn't know that. You didn't use it on me. So I first I bind your, your wings. Ah, what are you doing? I have to bind these. Why do you? Oh, okay. Hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is uncomfortable. I'm sorry. All right, give me your hands. Okay. I tie her hands up. Okay, now now you have to tell me, you know, how this looks. And I, I put my, my hands that are bound in front of me and I close my eyes looking very sad. Very resigned. And... <sighs> <laughs> it's got like a brow lifted. You look great. Oh, come on. You look... You sell it, selling it. That's what I. That's what I'm trying to do. Is I'm so sad, so sad and defenseless and beautiful. You look. You look great. Oh, good. And I actually like reach out to like you know kiss you, but then I like realize that's not my hand, and I'm like, oh wait, I look different. You do. I guess I can wait then. I kiss you. I hug you. <laughs> I'm so worried. I know. Me too. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. It was fun. It'll be fine. It will be fun. Okay. Here we go. So I look outside. 
there are a bunch of people going about their daily work in the fields outside the city. But I, nobody looking your way. They're, they're all just they're all just like listening to podcasts and shit. Right. Maybe someone's listening to ours. Alright. Okay. I love you. I love you too. We both swallow the mind cloud pill. Ugh. Is it supposed to taste like that? Don't don't taste it. Okay. And then I open the door all the way. Bring you out, close it. I'm dragging you to the main thoroughfare. <laughs> I've got my other hand on one of the flintlock pistols that we got off that first guard, actually. The like the really shitty one? Yeah, the one we killed. You know, just in case the angel tries anything. No, oh, why would I try anything? I'm so scared and sad and, and helpless. Look at me. You you know what? Shut up. I'm going to am this up and so out. <laughs> so I start dragging her to Calcanar. Main thoroughfare. Yep. Through the main thoroughfare so people see us. As you head towards the gates, people are visibly getting out of your way. Right. This looks familiar. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I'm making yeah. my face look like... Yeah. The guards stop you immediately at the gate. Holt, what are you doing here? What is this? I heard there was a bounty for the creature with the wings. I open my eyes and it looks so sad. Is this the creature you were all looking for? They look back and forth at each other and look at Celine. And I look so sad. Way to sell it, sweetheart. Way to sell it. Oh, you know I can. In fact, I have like a sexy cut. Just one single tear. Yes, indeed. This is the creature we were searching for. Good job. We shall take it to the Twelve. And I will present it to the Twelve as I wish for the reward. One of them steps forward and starts to growl, Your reward is my boot not on your throat. I shove my tail. <laughs> I shove my dismembered tail. Your disembodied tail? Your disembodied tail in front of him that's still got like a little bit of worm acid yeah. on it. I did this to the wolf and it's still a pretty fucking big tail because it's yeah. a dire wolf tail. I don't want to do that to you, friend. And a door slams open to the side and a voice barks out and the two men take a half step back and <laughs> Min, what are you doing? A new captain <laughs> steps out and sees the situation. Hello, new Selva. <laughs> I wish to see the twelve about the reward for bringing in the winged creature. You are bringing in the supposed Angel. Oh, you just want, just want. Um, I deliberately make my face look very confused for a second. Yes. Whatever the winged creature is. Can I reach with my bound after trying to wipe away some of the This deal? man must be brought to the glass palace in all haste. You <laughs> points at the guard that was about to start something with you. Bring them to the glass palace. Yes, sir. I give the guard like a stink eye that's that's, <laughs> that's following me. And I like wave the tail at him a little yeah. bit. Like. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> okay. 
phase one down, get into the city. So you are led through the city streets with people just getting the fuck out of your way. Are they shouting and gasping and pointing and staring too? Yes, they are. Wonderful. I put on a great show for everyone. You are in your element and I hate this. I mean, I also hate it, but I love it. I hate this, but I love being in my element. You are led without stop through the second inner gate. And everyone gets a look at how sad and beautiful I am. Yeah. In case anybody wondered, I'm very pretty. A couple people that are like stopping and watching actually start applauding you, Talia. Are you like waving the tail around like, yeah? I want to, when I start hearing that, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, a couple people like cheer. Yeah. And- I'm I, I'm deliberately looking like I'm very happy, but also way out of my depth. Make a make a performance check. Oh, okay. I want to do one too. I've got one too. I've got okay. one too. Right. So so right. like as that stouts, I stumble, stumble, mm-hmm. and like fall to my knees and start crying. Like please don't do this to me. Performance. Yeah. Twenty one. Nice. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> Use per- a luck point. What am I gonna do with it? Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's better. Nineteen. Yep. <laughs> yep. We yeah, put on a good show. We got this. So wait, yeah. I, wait, I fall to my knees, so I'm not walking anymore. What do you do? I yank on the rope and yell at you. <laughs> Get up. <laughs> Come back and grab you and like actually physically like call you up. Uh-huh, and like as you're doing this, I'm like, look at everyone is like so impressed with us. I know we do the wife speak. It's like, yeah, right. Yeah. You're doing mm-hmm. a good job. Okay, keep it up. Yeah. Go. Pull you. Come on. <laughs> you are almost stopped at the entrance to the palace garden. Mm-hmm. But the guard essentially waves them off and you just pass through. Uh, the guard barks at a couple of the robed figures on the inside. Send word up that the angel has been captured. <laughs> they rush off and you continue your way to the platform. Oh, right, the platform. Okay. Cool, I say in wife speak. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Looks up. Yeah. One platform ride later, you are brought up into the glass palace again. There are five other guards up there to meet you when you get there, and they take position all around you mm-hmm. and continue to move you through the palace. And you go up to the top the very point of the palace taken up through several stairways and hallways and everything kind of looks like we've already seen yep very similar very similar everything done in some type of glass whether clear or frosted or colored got it so i'm crying and i i say to you as a god whoever please don't do this be quiet i'm tired of hearing you talk Please, it is not for my sake, for whom I beg. It is for yours. The gods will be so furious with all of you. The gods are the twelve. You are led up into a chamber with thirteen sides. You are led into the center of this chamber. The entire room, just like everything else, is made of glass, as are the ten-foot-tall pedestals on each side and sitting behind each pedestal at the top is a figure. Um, as soon as I get to the middle, 
I immediately, like, bow. The guards all get down on one knee. I don't. Should I get down on one knee? You should. I do. I bow, and then when I realize I go down on one knee, I'm like, oh, okay. It's okay, I'm supposed to look like an idiot. Like an idiot country boy that really got lucky. Mm -hmm. The lead guard that had met you up here, not Mm -hmm. the one that had led you all the way from the front gate, Mm -hmm. speaks up. Your lordships, this citizen has found and captured the winged creature. (laughs) Yes, indeed. One of the twelve say you're not exactly sure which one. Yeah, I don't look up. Stand, citizen. I hesitate just a second, and then I, I slowly stand up. Looking up at them, they are all tieflings. Called it! Of wow. some kind. interesting. The one speaking down at you is this woman with this bright sunflower yellow skin. Her eyes are these soft purple. Like lavender? Yeah, like lavender. Her hair is just a black that is kept up in a very tight bun. Her horns are kind of small. She looks down at you. What is your name, citizen? Clifford, your ladyship. But I am also known as Cliff. Sir Clifford, how have you brought this magnificent prize to us today. Selene has to make a will save. Good enough to not look as magnificent. Yeah. No. I heard rumors of the creature and the wolf beast near the old city hiding out. When they went off into the desert, I followed. I was able to capture this one. And I hold up the tail. And the wolf has been defeated. How did you kill the creature? One of our hunters could not manage it. I stabbed it. (laughs) I hit it with a rock. (laughs) And I shot it. And I like hold the tail. (laughs) Like, please believe me. (laughs) Roll your deception check. Roll your subversion check. Yeah, like, I'm not... But this is a weird situation because I want them to know I'm lying. Yeah. You're lying and you want them to be led to the conclusion... That I'm I'm lying because I totally found it this way. Right. Okay. Deception? Okay, 14, 15, 16, 17. Is that high enough for these assholes? One of the 12 on your right leans forward. You would dare come before the Twelve and lie. And I look down in contrition. It was half eaten by something that ate its flesh and bones when I found it. (laughs) Make another deception roll. (laughs) Ha ha! 18 plus 3. 21. There's silence. Except for the sound of my sobs echoing in the chamber. (laughs) We shall forgive your insolence as you have brought us this great prize. Thank you, gracious 12. My apologies. 
I found her not too far away from the corpse of the wolf, passed out, and I did my best to find her and carry her back here for you, as I heard you were looking for a winged creature. Indeed we were. You have our favor for this. I, I nod solemnly, like, yes. Very, like, humbly. Appreciatively. Appreciatively. For bringing us this creature, I grant you my favor. Who's this speaking? This is the, ye- this is is the yellow. The yellow. Is this yellow submarine? Yes. Okay. You shall become the favored servant of Lord Iral. Thank you, my lord. She nods. You shall do as I say, my precise instructions. If you displease me, it will be your death. But while you please me, you will want for nothing. As you wish. You may go. Guards, see him to his new living quarters and take this specimen to the keeper. I look up at the twelve, defiantly this time. Angry tears, just, I'm so hamming this up so good. It's just, it's with like Oscar-worthy performance over here. I am a messenger of the gods. They will have their revenge on you, all of you. Every last one of you vile people will suffer their wrath. Make a wisdom saving throw, please. Ooh. Shit. Hey, 26! <laughs> okay. A psychic force slams into you and rocks you back on your heels, but you manage to stay standing. <gasps> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hamming that shit up. The scenery, I'm chewing on it. You gasp, but your mouth stays closed. <laughs> Lord Beecher speaks up again. Your gods abandon us to die in this wasteland. And look at them where their lives would be. We carved our way to the top of this spire. We conquered this wasteland and made it livable out of spite. Your gods mean nothing here. Can I open my mouth? No. Take her away. I hand the rope over to the guard. And he also puts a hand out for the tail. I hand that over too. Yeah. And the guards drag you away, Celine. <laughs> I'm crying. <laughs> With my mouth closed. Take a very slow, steadying breath. I actually do look back, like, t- take a look back at you. And, like, for a moment, it's still, like, yeah, we're good. Like, yeah, we got this. Guards, take my new servant to his quarters. See that he is made comfortable. The remaining guards bow and lead you back down to the quarters that you had passed by briefly before. Mm-hmm. The room they lead you to is extremely opulent. Rich textiles, decorative pottery, and a lush bed with 
kaleidoscope of colorful pillows. One entire wall is pale tinted glass that looks over the gardens below. And the wall opposite is a massive stained glass mural of the Twelve in great detail. Damn, I thought we had egos. No, but make notes of that for like future projects. Oh, oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, I make all the appropriate oohs. I'm very impressed. Yeah, very impressed. And the guards leave you alone pretty quickly, actually. Okay, I search the room. Okay. So, searching around, there's just one entrance, one exit. All the walls in here are that fogged glass, mm -hmm. like heavily fogged. Right. This suite, though, has every imaginable amenity. Does it have a mini fridge? No, but it has a bell that can be rung for service. And no one has come in at all? Nope. In 30 minutes? Within 30 minutes? No. Okay. I'm going to wait another 30 minutes. Okay. Another 30 minutes go by. You see somebody walk past outside, but they go to a different room. Is there like a do not disturb sign you could put up? Is there? No. Okay. Can I make the bed look like I'm not sleeping in it, but looked like I was sleeping? Uh-huh. So I do that. And then is there a bathroom? Yep. That's like blocked off. So I go in there. Uh-huh. Is the door locked? Did you lock the door? Is there a lock on the door? Is there a lock on the door? There is not. Okay. Which is like, of course there's not. Okay. So I, I go in the bathroom mm -hmm. and then put the doorknob okay. on the back of the door. Okay. I don't actually go into the house, but I okay. like look in. Yeah. Anybody around? Inside the house? Not yet. No. Okay. If that's the case, it's still in the morning and I've got at least another seven hours, six and a half. Um, it actually took a couple hours to get up into okay, the palace. So it's like noon. Yeah, so it's about <laughs> noon. So okay. you have about four hours left on the potion. But I'm in, and that's what matters. Yep, you're in. So it, even if the potion wears off, I'm going to use the cap of disguise. Okay. Too. And it was my clothes. Yep. So it'll be a little easier to mm -hmm. disguise. It's not my exact clothes. I, I got, you know. You yeah. They're a little snug on you. Yeah. I don't eat anything. I don't drink anything. I literally just wait and pray to the wolf and the moon and the warden and the undertaker and any other god that wants to pay attention that this works. Oh, they fucking owe us. So they're paying attention. Meanwhile. Meanwhile, Celine, you are dragged downstairs to a room that geographically, given off what you're remembering, is right off the side of the collection. And same guards at all? Yep, the same guards. You are led into a room with Keeper Kassam waiting for you in it. And he stands there. I don't look at him. Still putting on a good show. Well, hello. You smell unique. That's familiar. Anything. The guards bow. She's to be added to the collection. Yes, indeed. You'll have to get rid of one of the other exhibits. I look, okay, I kind of looked alarmed at that, but I kind of play it off like, oh shit, I'm being added to a collection. Let's see what you are. I am a messenger of the gods. Indeed, what message do you bring to me? To you? Nothing. 
The gods have nothing to say to filth like you. <laughs> he takes out this book and flips through the pages. And as you see, each one page has a single drop of blood in the center. And surrounding each drop of blood is these flowing illustrations. The illustration surrounding this one drop is of this forested island with white marble buildings and a giant serpent surrounding the outside of the page. And the flowing text, Medusa. Mm, damn it, it's a DNA tester. Another one has a fiery illustration of the hell plane. Pools of lava, souls on fire, and this red creature, this red demon with huge wings. Hey, God, Michael. Cambion. And he flips through each page, and you see you see several, actually, that you did not see in the enclosure. Mm. Like oh, what? Shit. A couple previous types of fae. Apparently, at one point, a group of those monkey-like creatures with oh. claws. Oh, wow. That's a throwback. Yeah, to, like, you know, season one. Yeah. Is that season? That's season two, right? No, that's no, season one. No, that's season one. I thought that was season two because it's after the trial. Cause... No! Right! Right! Sorry. <laughs> Some other types of, like, exotic creatures you have never heard of. One that looks like a tiger person. Oh. oh. With reversed hands. Is this Queen of Cats? No. No, no, but I mean, does it, does it? That's a rock Oh, I'm still thinking of Faye, sorry. No. <laughs> oh, nice. Yep, that's a rock Yep. Nice. And he comes to a blank page and approaches you with a small needle. I back up. Now, now, don't be difficult. I'm just backing up, like, looking panicked. A little bit genuine this time, like, oh shit. So, God damn it, that sucks. Because I was uh, I was hoping that they would mistake you for a celestial. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. like, not put and on... not put me an eye on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Get away from me. Don't touch me. If you have any hope of mercy from the gods, you will not touch me. <laughs> mercy from the gods. My gods are the twelve. And he grabs your wrist <gasps> and pricks your finger. Ah, I'm struggling. Yeah. Actually making a pretty good job of struggling. Do you want to make a check for it? Sure. Okay. So make it uh, either athletics or... Nope. Okay. That one. In an attempt to struggle, you accidentally stab the needle into the palm of your hand. Ah. Now see what you've done. He no, brings your no. hand over the book and a drop falls from your hand onto the page. The blood soaks into the page. And I'm wins like fuck. And nothing happens. <gasps> Holy shit. Ooh. What is this? What? He's like running his fingers over the page. It did not work. You must be especially unique. What are you then? A messenger from the gods. 
an angel then. They look away. Strange, the book should not work. We have briefly had your kind here before. And what happened to them? Such creatures meant for flying among the heavens do not do so well being bound on this earth. You will likely not last long either. I make a big show of looking very scared. Now, now, fear not. You will bring much joy to the Twelve before you shrivel and die. Does it look defeated? And he he produces a knife and starts swiftly and professionally cutting away your clothing. Hey, this Okay, for, the, for Ryan's, this really doesn't bug Celine. She was kind of waiting for this. This mm-hmm. is going to happen. But she does, like, make a big show of being really upset by this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you gotta kill this guy so fucking good. And then he brings you a white, essentially toga. This long flowing piece of white cloth that wraps around you and clasps at the shoulder. We have cleared an enclosure, especially for you, my dear. Again, making a big show of looking defeated and sad because, yeah. An enclosure? Yes. Do not worry. It will not be painful. He leads you, still bound, Mm -hmm. through a series of narrow corridors. And you see several doors with heavy locks on them. All of this, by the way, still done in glass. Mm -hmm. And he leads you to a door, opens it up, undoes your hand restraints, and pushes you inside. (gasps) Undo your wings if you wish. And I slowly reach behind me and try to pull the rope off. But looking very like I'm so weak, I can't do it because I'm so sad. <laughs> now, don't look so sad. People prefer smiles. He smiles with his tiny, sharp teeth before closing the door and locking it behind him. <sighs> look around. Okay. I drop the act like immediately. <laughs> look around. You look around, and it is a comparably small enclosure. It's maybe 10 by 10. Oof, okay. There is a pallet for sleeping. There is a bucket for business. And really, that's it. Is it still glass? It is still glass. What do I see on the outside? On the outside, you are actually right on the corner. You're actually pretty sure this one held peacocks. (laughs) Oh, I wanted those. (laughs) You find yourself in a position where you can clearly see a lot of the other cells. Mm Mm-hmm. And you clearly hear a voice speaks to you. A new one. Okay, so as I realize I'm being watched again, I like break down into tears. But a little voice says in his ear, maybe not so new. And look over. Carmichael comes over to his glass and like presses his hand up against it. You. 
still crying. And the voice in his ear says, Me. You look different. You don't. Yeah, well. Good job getting yourself caught. I, I cuddle Niels at where his colonel is, but I'm still using Zomitergy to talk to him so mm-hmm. I don't just speak out loud. Thank you, phase one was kind of a breeze. Or is this phase two? I suppose phase one was Recon. You're trapped. Just like the rest of us. Yes, I am. That was the point of getting captured. Great job! <laughs> Thank you. Like I said, it went pretty smoothly. So what's phase three then? Oh, we will see around midnight, I guess. Anybody else notice you're new? A couple mermaids poke their heads up, and they speak to you. You, mm-hmm. you can hear them pretty clearly. Mm-hmm. I'm still making a big show of crying. Okay. The orange one that I'd spoken to you earlier. Do not weep. Do not weep. We will be free soon. How do you know that? We are stuck in here. And looks around. Someone came yesterday. They said that they were going to get us out. <laughs> I start crying again, but a voice says in her ear. Does she have ears? Yeah, she has ears. Yeah. So it says in her ears, and phase two is complete. Her eyes go wide. And I look up, like my face all tear stained, and I wink. She looks at you wide eyed and dives back under the water. I start crying again. Oh, yeah, can I see Connell? You can see his enclosure. Can I see? I can't see him, though. The corner that you saw him huddling in before is out of sight, so he's probably over there. But a few more of the mermaids pop back up. <laughs> crying really well. <laughs> We will not be watched for another 30 minutes. I use Somatelgy to... Can I talk to all of them with Somatelgy? Can I center it, like, so it's kind of in front of them? Yeah, sure. My companion is in the the glass palace. But you are captured, are they... That was our way in. The orange one puts a hand to her chest. I am Coral. Coral. This is my husband, Arendt, and my wife, Lumer. My name is Celine. Hello, Celine. So, what do we do? Just wait. Wait for now. Very well. There's the hissing sound of the door opening, <laughs> and the mermaids dive back under the water. Carmichael's watching this like, this bitch. Yeah. <laughs> this bitch. Kasam comes back into the room. Have my wings wrapped around me. Mm-hmm. It is time for your afternoon feeding. I'm not hungry. Well, it is your choice whether to eat or not, but I would recommend eat. You will last longer that way. I will not last past sunrise. <laughs> Others have said the same. All found their cells inadequate for means of self-destruction. And he snaps his fingers and 
servants start bringing in trays of food. And as they approach each cell, each enclosure, a small, narrow slit opens up in the bottom left corner of each enclosure wall, and they slide through the tray. I don't touch it. In fact, I ignore it. As they pass it out, you do see that it has been somewhat customized to each occupant of the cell. Probably not by request, just probably by what hey, they- Hey, hey, can I get some hot sauce in here? <laughs> no. <laughs> what they essentially give you because they don't entirely know what they should give you. It is a small loaf of freshly baked bread. Oh shit, it looks really good. No, I'm not hungry. And a bowl of water. I don't touch it. Okay. I ignore it. You see the tray that they're bringing over to Connor's is a plate of raw meat. Oh. And all the servants leave. And Kassam makes a trip around the room and stops at Connor's. I'm watching. Not eating again. Tisk tisk. Having one of your little tantrums, I see. Celine, you're not at the best angle to see Connor's full enclosure, but you do see a tray of very bloody food suddenly impact against the glass, followed by a bowl of water aimed right at Kassam. And meat and water just slowly slides down the glass. Uh, Celine stands and moves to the glass, trying to get a better look. It's still hard to see much. Kassam doesn't have much of a reaction, except his hand slowly moves to hover over the button labeled Lycanthrope Werewolf Push to View. Selina has her hands up right against the glass. Like, there's not much she can do or anything she can do from here, but it's like she, she can't help herself. She feels like she has to do something. You know what your little rebellious fits will mean? Perhaps we should just keep you as a beast. It's always hungry. There's silence from the enclosure, and Kassam moves his hand back and continues walking, eventually making his way back to Celine's enclosure. <laughs> Sympathy for the little wolf. How the hell does he see me with no eyes? I say nothing and turn away from the glass. <laughs> Tomorrow we'll see about clipping those wings of yours. He turns and leaves through the same door he came in. Can I see Connor at all? No, he's still out of sight. <sighs> okay. I just sit down. I can still feel the ring in my skin, right? Yep. I feel it for a moment. I wish there was a way to tell Talia that I'm all right. She's probably wearing a hole in the ground with her pacing like a nervous wreck. Hey. You heard me. Out loud, I say, I guess we just wait. You see Carmichael sit down as well. Now, the way the enclosures are set up, if you sit on your far right side and he sits on his far left side, you two can actually see each other with very little obstruction. 
Bonsoir. If you're good, they'll give you things. <laughs> I love this guy. I look over at Carmichael. Like what? You hear something snapped close and waves a book. I, I, I kind of like wave my headline to read what is it. It actually doesn't have a title on the front. Who cares? It's something to do. <laughs> I suppose it's better than some things you can do. Do rude gestures not go over very well? And I make a rude joking motion with my hand. He actually like pokes his head into the <laughs> <laughs> hat. Oh my god, I fucking love him. <laughs> and I'm just giving him a look like, yeah, deal with it. I raise an eyebrow like, well. That angel disguise looks good on you. Well, it should. It's not a disguise. <laughs> You're no angel. <laughs> I say in Celestial, of course I am. Shudders. See? Stop that. See? No. This is my new best friend. <laughs> <laughs> what makes you say that? Angels don't have a sense of humor. This one does. Raise an eyebrow. Hmm. He just shakes his head and goes back to reading whatever book. <laughs> what happens if you're not good then? There's a pause, and then you see him gesture over to Connor's enclosure. They put the collar on that kid after he refused to transform. You get quiet at that. He's been here that long? He's been here longer than I have. How'd you get caught? You're supposedly rescuing us, so why not? <laughs> it's something to do, right? My mother. Your mother? She's an ultra-powerful demon and one of those asshole 12 upstairs is one of her warlocks. One of her warlocks? She's the king of hell. Who the fuck knows how many warlocks she has now? Anyway, apparently she's still pissed off that my sister and I ghosted her a couple hundred years ago. How rude of you. She wanted to eat me. <clears throat> oh! So, yeah, she's still holding a grudge. One of her warlocks caught me. Wrong time, wrong place situation. And I've been here ever since. Does she at least come to visit you? No. And according to her warlock, this is my punishment, being in a zoo. I would prefer she didn't visit me if she's still pissed off. I mean, pissing off the King of Elves sounds serious and frankly kind of stupid. So what are you going to do when you get out of here? Well, assuming your plan works, I'll probably have to fucking go on the run or something. Yeah? So does that make you a prince? Uh, uh, X Prince. Ah, an X Prince. It's a cool title. <laughs> Carmichael, X Prince of Hell. The Fallen Prince of Hell. Oh, is it Risen? Would you be Risen? <laughs> Look over at him. Funny. Hmm. We angels are famous for our keen sense of humor. Yeah, well, it's not like she didn't have children to spare, so. Oh, yeah? Lots of brothers and sisters? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> well, don't worry. We will get out of here. Yeah. No, no, we will. Right. 
No, no, we will. We will. I'm agreeing with you. You are not. You are <laughs> mocking me. No, no, no. I'm, I'm agreeing. We are going to get out of here tonight. Oh, stop that. You know, you have to. You still have to be nice to me. Hold up your end, and I'll hold up mine. Hold up your end, and I'll hold up mine. Or I can just leave you in here. Okay. <laughs> she laughs at that. Like, <laughs> oh, you are so much fun. Bet you're fun at parties. With my father's blessing, my wife will get us out of here. Mm. That that explains it. <laughs> you're no angel. Indeed, I am not. You're more like me. Smile. Just from the opposite side. Something like that. Yeah. You know, if you ditch the old man, you could probably become a god on your own. What? Yeah, no, seriously, if your daddy's a god... Something like that? Uh, whatever. Probably, what, distant relative, technically? Yeah, I that's pretty distant. No, no, seriously, though. You got the wings, you can sing the song. <laughs> Would you like me to sing the song? Nah. Now shut up, I'm reading. So I, I let him read, you know, it was a 2019 cow guide, you know, <laughs> the, the, the Toyota catalog for a little bit longer. And then you somebody tells you to make a little accompaniment and I start singing the Undertaker song. Song echoes through the glass chambers. Carmichael sticks his head back out with this un just annoyed look on his face. But eventually goes back to reading. I'm done messing with him for now. Okay. And I love him though. He's my new favorite. Talia. Molly. <laughs> Are you waiting in the house or in the room? I'm waiting in the room. In the room. Okay. With my hat ready as soon as the thing transforms me back. Yep. And eventually it does wear off. Which I immediately put yep. the disguise right back on. Okay. And I'm waiting around just throughout the day. I want to see if anybody like comes and gets me or whatever, but I'm not worried about anything. Nobody comes to get you. I do test the door. Does the door open for me? The door to my room. Oh yeah, it opens. Bless. Yep. Okay. Yeah, it opens. And th there's also the bell for servants. Okay. I don't... Yeah. Call the servants, nothing. Okay. Um, but I do keep my bed, like, rumpled. Mm -hmm. And then I wait around until, like, 9 o'clock. Okay. And then I make it look like I... Make my bed look like there's somebody in it. Yeah. It looks like there's a lumpy shape in the bed. So then I go back in the bathroom. Uh-huh. And I crack the door open and, like, okay. kind of peek my head in. You see Rivari at the edge of the pool speaking to someone. You can assume it's her girlfriend. Uh, James and Ernest are speaking near the stables. James notices you peeking through. I, I give him, like, a salute wave. It's me. Hands up, people! The rest of your pack comes out of the house. Take my stupid hat off. <laughs> fuck this thing. <laughs> no, <laughs> not fuck this thing. Just fuck this no. entire situation. Yeah, apologize to your hat. I'm sorry, hat. <laughs> but, I like, I've got my stuff at the door because I yeah. left it all there. I start, like, putting all my shit back yep. the fuck on. <laughs> I put my coat on, I put my hat on. No, I want to put my hat on. Yes, I want to put my hat on. But no, I'll... put your hat, put the cap of disguise on, and then put your hat on top of it. So if you have to activate it, you can just take your hat off because this cap of disguise will be inside. How's it going? Well, phase one and two are done. Right, okay. Celine is locked in a tiny glass enclosure somewhere. I mean, you know Celine. This is like her moment to be as over the top and dramatic as she wants. 
Raven turns and gives Nikki a look, and there's just like this pause before she says, Unlike every moment of every day, you see Talden give both of them a look. Erna says reassuringly, She'll be fine, Talia. Celine can take care of herself. I know. I know she'll be fine. Talden nods. But you're still worried. We understand. What can we do? Uh, I mean, looks like everything's ready to go. <laughs> the goals get there by midnight, so I have time. And, you know, if I have to leave the right time at the room and make sure I get there. And... James puts his hands on your shoulders and makes you look at him. What can we do for you? I don't know. I don't know what to do with myself. I have always been terrible at stakeouts. I was terrible at stakeouts when I was bounty hunting. I'm better at doing something. Raven hops up to her feet. Then let's give you something to do. Raven goes and sets up some paper on the kitchen table and asks you to draw what you remember of the zoo and the layout, what the creatures were, planning out what needs to be done with them once they're free. They make sure you keep your mind occupied and thinking for the next few hours as you wait. We hope you have enjoyed this episode of the Wild West presented by Let's Be Legendary podcast. If you're enjoying our story, please take a moment to leave a rating and review. Every little bit helps. If you want to go the extra mile, we have a Patreon with early episodes and behind the scenes extras. Audio producer, assistant editor, and dungeon master is Molly Hexcroft, pronouns she, her. Writer, audio producer, and the voice of the Queen of Night and Magic is Jess Richards, pronouns they, them. Art director, audio assistant mixer, and voice of Celine Argent Gray is Megzi Sass Council, pronouns she, her. Executive producer, creative director, audio editor and mixer, community manager, and voice of Talia Argent Gray is Chris Sass Council, pronouns they, them. Social media links and credits for both music and sound effects can be found in the show notes. Celine's tarot deck is the Marigold deck by Amrit Esprar, and the tarot guide used in-game can be found at biddytarot.com. Thanks again for listening, and stay legendary.